Hey, hey, namaste. Okay, here we go. Uh, Podcast number 310. This one is entitled The Beggar's Pass. And uh, here I am in Kathmandu. It's like the 27th of March. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a while. I was basically off grid for about five days uh, and uh, just really did not take the opportunity to get some words recorded, even though I wanted to. Uh, but just the nature of the last five days have been pretty intense. Um, and I'll get to that later. But, you know, I, I'm back in Kathmandu and I spent five days uh, on the road. I'm going to do a podcast about this just horrendous nine hour drive from Kathmandu to a small town called Hollacy. It's only, you know, 230 kilometers, you know, maybe 160 miles, but it it took nine hours to get there. Uh, And a lot of the road is not paved. Uh, Not a lot, but a, a chunk. How about that? Let me just say a chunk. So many hours it felt like riding a bull. Um, yeah, and then I'm just kind of doing the Buddhist thing for two days and then coming back and all that. But, uh, you know, Hollacy is a small town. There aren't a lot of beggars there, uh, not like Kathmandu. But, you know, it is really interesting, the, the looks that I get from people, especially here, like in Nepal and Tibet. I've done a number of podcasts about that. And, uh, so I did a podcast about a, a guy with no hands, uh, a beggar. I got to see him twice. Uh, both times I went to, to Tibet. Uh, he's got a beautiful smile, but he's got no hands. Um, so he's a beggar. And then there in Tibet, well, actually it's China. It's in the Tibetan business quarters in China. Uh, there are, there's like a group of homeless disabled beggars. And uh, there's quite the variety to say the least, but one of them was just like me, basically was missing a hand, didn't have a hand. Uh, And when I was giving him money, he was looking at me and I was looking at him and he was probably thinking, I'm sure I could do more. And I know I was thinking, I'm sure you can do more. (laughs) But it's a a cultural thing, you know? Uh, And my friend, Phil Magnuson, he, 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 you know, I was talking about it uh, the look that I get in Tibet, and he's like, well, Alejandro, they're, they're just wondering why you are not homeless. <laughs> and uh, yeah, today there was a, there, there was just, a, you know, there was a, a beggar, he was missing his hand. Obviously it was from some kind of accident, farming or car or who knows what, who knows what, but yeah, he was missing his left hand, looked very similar to me. And he kind of gave me a look like, you know, give me money, and I just gave him a look like, I don't think I want to give you money, but for whatever reason, I I do go a little out of my way to give people that are similar to me a little bit of money, and uh, I ended up going back to him. You know, he was like bending his elbow. He was, his arm was amputated just below the elbow, so it didn't move that much, but it was very noticeable, and he just had it out, just making this motion. kind of implying like, hey, you know, look at me, uh, give me money. And uh, yeah, he looked at me 
and did that. And then I just looked at him and I moved my arm up and down and he, he just, he, for a moment, he didn't know what to do. And he just kind of like, well, he gave me the beggar's pass, right? <laughs> he, 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 uh, signaled with his head, like, go on, like, don't just keep moving. Uh, it was very subtle, but I was like, oh, okay, you know, so on the way back, I gave him, I gave him a hundred rupees, uh, which, you know, is like 77 cents right now. It's not a huge amount of money. Uh, but I think it's bigger than they normally get. You know, usually I see a lot of five and f- five and ten rupee notes. I don't see that many coins around here, but, you know, 77 cents is not that big of a deal for me, but it is a, maybe a big deal for him. But then later, like I saw, I went to buy some sunglasses because the sun is blazing here in Kathmandu, finally, after five days of rain and cloud. Uh, but the shop owner, I, I was his first sale. He couldn't break my uh, thousand rupee note. And so he went to go get change from the beggar, right? And I could tell that the beggar was uncomfortable pulling his wad of cash out, right? It's like that... Uh, guy with no hands, that beggar with no hands in China, right? We're giving him money, but he's probably writing code, typing code with his feet at night, making a ton of cash. Who knows? You know? Uh, Who knows? And it was really interesting because, like I said, this guy gave me the beggar's pass. That's what I'm calling the podcast. He kind of signaled like, yeah, just, just keep going, man. Like, don't don't worry about it. But I do get an interesting look, right? And I think people are confused, like especially certain Tibetans, there's a certain Nepali. I mean, it still has a caste overtone here. Um, And I think there's a certain group of Nepali that look at me in a very interesting way, like what what is going on with this guy? Um, Yeah, and then... You know, I'm I'm shopping for some stuff. I bought some stuff as normal. I I got another suitcase, which is an interesting thing. I I came light, but then I go back heavy. I should just bring a huge suitcase. I I don't want to do baggage, but I I always do baggage on the way back, so I might as well just do baggage on the way there um, and stop pretending, I guess. Um, But suitcases aren't that much, and the cargo is free because I get one. I can take one suitcase with me, so... Uh, but I think in the future, it's probably better to uh, bring my own. But nonetheless, uh, there it is. So I'm out kind of doing some shopping. I'm outside of Bodenoth Square. Uh, things are more expensive on the inside. So I'm on the outside. And there's just homeless people everywhere, you know. And <laughs> this is so sweet. This is so funny. I was like coming out of this Tonka shop. I bought a very nice Tonka which is a Tibetan painting with a brocade. It doesn't have like a frame that Westerners are used to. It's, it's, it's a Buddhist thing. And uh, this little girl, oh, she came up to me and she started hugging me. And she's like, rice, rice, give me rice. You know, and she's pointing this way like rice. She's just hugging me, rice, hungry, rice. It was so adorable. Like she was working me. And then her mom rolled up on me and She's like, mom's like, give me money. And the little girl's like, give me money. And she wouldn't, she clung on to me like a barnacle, you know. She wouldn't let me go. And she kept following me, you know. And I was 
like stroking her cheek with my short arm, you know, and I was like caressing her head and she was giving me a big hug and I was hugging her. I was like, oh, you're so sweet, but you're not getting any money, right? Uh, I rarely give children money. Uh, and it's an interesting thing because here in Nepal, uh, parents train children to beg for money. And I don't, I don't think it's a good idea. I can't guarantee it's always the case. I'm sure in some cases, parents, uh, you know, kids need money for sure, for sure. But it's a big scam. And even some Nepalese people told me, they're like, yeah, don't, don't do it. It's all a scam. But it took a while to convince this girl. I was like, you can hug me all you want. You will get nothing. And she's like, oh, I want, I want rice. I'm hungry. I'm like, she was just hugging me. It was so sweet. And I was just, yeah, I kept caressing her cheek. I was like, no, not going to happen. And finally, you know, they followed me for a while. Like, I, I was impressed. And I even said it out loud. I was like, oh, this, you are impressive. Like, you are really sweet and impressive and... Yeah, she was working it. But then I was back out looking for my stuff and there was this other homeless guy like he was on the ground and I could I was walking towards him. So he I he was in front of me sitting down. I was behind him. He didn't quite see me coming. Right? I mean, he's only he's just working his field of vision and walking towards me was some Western guy, Westerner, you know, so he could have been from Europe. Uh, he could have been from America, Canada, you know, I mean, pale skin, white skin. Um, and yeah, this homeless person just totally latched onto this guy. And he, he you know, he's, his hand looked pretty messed up. So all his fingers were cut off except half of his index finger, Right. And then as the, the, this other person was walking towards me, this homeless guy just put out his hand, just like, like look at this. And he pointed at the guy, just like, you, you should see this and you need to give me money. It was so apparent. I, I was just like, okay, this guy's making a statement. And just then, the, the, Western, the Westerner, Okay, the European was walking past me and then the homeless person looked at me and just stuck his hand out and I looked at him and I put my hand out and he kind of was just like, oh, oh, this guy, right? And he, he took his hand that was damaged and he just gave me the beggar's pass. He's like, go on, just go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, it's such an, interesting variety of reactions that I get here in Nepal. Like, and I've done many a podcast, international traveling, the international one-handed look, you know, some, yeah, it's just really, really very interesting. Uh, I, I do have some interactions with kids that are very cool. Uh, parents are much more reserved here. You know, they don't really want their kids to stare and that kind of stuff, but, uh, I'm pretty open and I want, you know, I want kids to be comfortable and they can come up to me and they can ask questions. And uh, it was like when I was in Holocene, I was in a cave practicing. I was in Manjushri's cave. So uh, I, I don't think that matters. I don't think most people understand what's going on there. So I'm not going to get into it. But yeah, I'm actually in a, in a hole in a mountain. 
uh, in Holocy, and uh, children beg for money, right? And these little schoolgirls, they were like nine, eight and nine. They kept coming into the cave, but I, there was actually another cave. There was a small crevice that I squeezed through, and there was another cave in there, and oh, it was so beautiful. I had the whole place to myself. I was just doing my practice. The view is incredibly vast and beautiful, and uh, this little, these two little girls stuck their head like through the, <laughs> through the hole in the mountain, right? Like, like it's like a window. Uh, and this girl just looked at me and she's like, do you have money? <laughs> and I was like, yes, I have money. But yeah, these schoolgirls are just trying to hit me up. They were totally adorable. I thought about giving them money, but you know, as a general policy, I don't give children money. And these girls are just trying to work tourist thing. And Yeah, they were very interested in my short side. They were first stunned and they came back a couple times and I just gave them my hand. You know, I gave them my arm and let them look at it. One of them actually got pretty brave. She touched me, which I thought was great. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure how it all works. I also get this other thing from like older, mostly Tibetan women. I think some some Hindu women, which of course could be Tibetan, but mostly are Nepali. And then, you know, some Indian women too. They just, they kind of look at me. They're just like, mm, they shake their heads. It's almost like a, a sound of like, should I say disgust? And then they stick their tongue out like, that's ah, how yucky, that. Yeah, I can't quite figure that one out. That one's that one's really strange. Uh, and then I, I'm, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to do... A, I got three short stories. I'll probably do that podcast next. Podcast 311. Uh, three short stories from Kathmandu. But uh, I get this sound a lot from a lot of Nepali people that are surprised that I don't have two hands. Oh, oh so bad. This sound. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I work it. <laughs> I just, I fucking work it. Uh, and I don't know if this really matters, but, um, so I've, I've gone to a lot of meditation caves. That's kind of been my big thing on this trip. And that's why I went to Holocy, uh, which is nine hour drive, but only 233 kilometers or about 160 miles from Kathmandu. It's a very famous cave uh, from a practitioner in my Buddhist lineage way in the past. Um, and there's two caves. There's an upper cave, and I spent most of my time in the lower cave, and then there's monks that are uh, dispatched there. They're, they're, they just, they're there the whole time, every day, doing practice, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and I spent most of my time in there. I mean, I'd show up at 6.15. I'd practice for an hour and a half. I'd take off, go get breakfast, drink water, relax, get a cup of coffee, come back, practice for another hour and a half, you know, uh, just throughout the whole day. Um, and so, you know, I'm sitting down, I'm doing mantra practice, and I got, I got my cloth out because I don't want my mala to hit the ground, and people actually started to give me money. <laughs> I actually did pretty good with donations, you know. Like, I, I thought it was a little weird. And then some Indian people wanted 
they wanted, I, I guess they wanted a blessing, you know. Children, they had their children give me money and then I would touch their head with my short side. It was very sweet. And uh, yeah, for three days, I actually earned a little bit of scratch. Like I got some some Indian money. I got a lot of Nepali rupal. And, you know, all I did with that money. Um, so I, you know, and I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing this up because I don't know if people are giving me money because I'm practicing in the cave with the other monks or if they think I'm homeless, which I don't see how they could think that because, you know, I'm wearing contemporary shoes. I, I have decent clothes. You know, I'm a little dirty, pretty stinky uh, after four days, five days with no shower, but... Um, well, I did use a little, I did have some like baby wipes that I did a little like white bath, little sponge bath, but, um, yeah, maybe they thought because I don't have two hands, I can't work or I'm just, I'm Buddhist because I don't have two. I, I have no idea. And nobody really speaks English well enough to communicate this. So I don't know. I just, I've actually brought in a fair amount of money. <laughs> Doing mantra practice. Yeah, I was I was stunned. Um, so I donated that money back to the cave and to the monks. And then, a, a, you know, like portions, 25% to the cave, 25% to the monks. And then I redistributed that money that was given to me to the homeless people in Holocene. You know, um, because I don't really need the money. And... You know, the amount of money that I earn here, I mean, the amount of money that I earn in the United States, I'm just so wealthy in Nepal. You know, I have a friend in the United States, a friend of mine. He earns 15 times what I earn. I mean, he makes more in a month than I make in a year, right? So, yeah, it's no joke. And I always used to wonder, I was like, I wonder, once I thought, oh, I wonder what that's like. But then, then I re remembered that I've been to Nepal and Indonesia. I mean, I make more in a month than these people make in a year and a half. So, uh, you know, I don't need the money. And I'm not going to turn it away because people want to make offerings, you know. So let them make offerings. So I just, you know, I take care of them. And the monks seemed to be very okay with it. They asked me to come back next year. <laughs> they said, well, when are you coming back? And I said, well, then I will be, I will be back next year. And they said, well, then we will, we will happily wait to see you again. And they were very nice. They were very nice. So, yeah, this, you know, the, I get the beggars pass a lot. Not, not all the time, but probably in all due fairness, uh, you know, 65% of the time, once beggars realize I don't have two hands, they leave me alone. But the children beggars don't. They are all over me. Yeah. Um, and especially at the major tourist areas, Swambunath, you know, Bodhanath. Yeah. 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 Tamel, they're just everywhere. Tamel got a different thing going, but yeah, the beggars pass. I think it's a really neat thing. So yeah, it's been what you know, one of my interesting experiences here in Kathmandu, my friends, my third time around. 
Uh, I'm really having a great, great time. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to be recording a, a bunch of podcasts, so you'll get them all when I get back to the States. Uh, I hope uh, you've enjoyed what I pre-recorded before I left. And look, f- uh, please look forward to hearing more podcasts about my time in Nepal 2023. Okay, and with that, my friends, what else can I say except namaste? See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets. <laughs>